Hello, and welcome back to the show, your ultimate playlist podcast full of choice tracks. I'm Brandon. I'm Damon. I'm Dietrich. And I'm Taj. All right. So welcome to the show. Uh, if it's your first time joining us, just a quick recap of what we do here. It's a music podcast. We pick our favorite songs, our favorite choice tracks based on a theme. That's our side A. And then side B, it's a full album that we all listen to. One of the hosts selects it. And then we have a conversation about that album. And we pick our favorite choice track on that album. And that's our side B. So let's go ahead and drop that needle on side A. All right. Side A. So this week's theme is, uh, well, I think all of us that, uh, that are on this podcast, we're all fans of video games and video games sometimes can have really awesome soundtracks. And so that's kind of what we're going with here. So our theme for this week's episode is your favorite song from a video game. And it was the first time you ever heard it. So you couldn't have heard it anywhere else before you heard it for the first time while playing the video game. And there's definitely been some really good music that I had never been familiar with until I started playing a video game. I could have gone with some other songs. Uh, there's one that actually comes to mind that I did for an episode before, Angel Witch. That was the first time I ever heard that song, and it was in full throttle. But I've already picked Angel Witch, so I can't do that. So I went with something that's awesome. And equally as great as Angel Witch. So the song I picked is a song called Deep Cover. And it's by the artist Sun Ara. So Sun Ara is an artist who originally was from Austin, who lives in California now. His real name is Cameron Stallones, and this song is from the album from 2010 called On Patrol. Now, the first time I ever heard this song was actually in a game that I love and its sequel, Hotline Miami. Uh, Hotline Miami is a top-down shooter. It is over-the-top, and it is gratuitously violent. And it has an amazing soundtrack. Uh, the game takes place in 1989, and it has a bunch of synth music. And I was definitely introduced to a lot of musicians from playing this video game. Um, and definitely just kind of, you know, continued my, my interest in synth music. But, the, but one of the songs that really stuck out, for, stuck out when I listened to the, the soundtrack or played the game is this song, Deep Cover. Um, it's just a killer song. It's got a great beat. Um, Son of Ra is kind of a experimental electronic musician. His music has been called Neo Dub. It's been called Psych Rock. Um, he uses a, a lot of, uh, echoes and, and, uh, bass and loops in his music. Um, you put this song on and I think you're going to tap your feet. And you're just going to have a really good time. I think there's a lot of high energy in the song. Um, I think it's phenomenal. And if you haven't played Hotline Miami, do yourself a favor. It came out uh, originally in 2012, was ported to PlayStation in 2013. Its sequel is equally as great. Um, it is a very tough game, 
but uh it is rewarding and the soundtrack is just amazing and uh this song itself kind of gives you an idea what you might be in what you might uh what you might get when you start playing hotline miami just something really cool has a cool vibe and this song definitely definitely is it well what did you guys think um, I, I liked it. Uh, so I, I haven't played Top Line Miami 2. I, I played the first one. But based off of the first one, like uh, now that you said the game, I, I can see the song being used for that the game style. Plus, it, it, it the music has the pacing of the game, I feel like, because that game's very much like you rush into a room, take out everybody, and then you take a moment to breathe, and then you got rushed into the next room. And, and that's kind of how the song is. It's like it, it has that 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 edginess where you're like resting for a bit and then like let's jump into something then let's rest so but yeah um but i liked it so yeah it was a good good pick for sure so i liked it too i never heard of the game um i actually never heard of the artist either so just for the fact of getting into that feel it was like oh okay but i could tell the nostalgic feel would come from it just by listening to the sounds and then i also went to go look up the game and see, you know, a couple of trailers of how it was presented and how it played and things of that nature on YouTube. So I was like, oh, okay. This seems like some some cool shit. So you introduced me to two things in one swing. I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. No, I I <laughs> I I'm not getting the same vibe from y'all that we got from Deep Cover by Sonara. <laughs> right? So it's kind of like it's a good song, but it's it's there's no lyrics, right? I got the right no. song. <laughs> yeah, you got the right song. Um, yeah, it seems like a like a really chill. Like I'm sitting on the beach of the Corona. That's where I that's where I can kind of see myself listening to this kind of music, and I like I like the vibe, I like the the instrumental. You hear like sort of like, I guess like distant voice in the background, and it just it's a sun sun's setting summer night on the beach kind of song for me, but I could also see it being something that would fit really well with a Miami theme in the game too. And I want to say that I have played that game. I don't know if I have or not. Cause I've played a lot of video games like Brandon said, we're all fans of video games, but uh, yeah, I, if I haven't, or even if I have, I want to go back to it. So, Thanks for and, that. and let me state too that the song is used during downtime, in between, mm. in that between the the uh, basically the kill floors is kind of what it is. So yeah, um, it is the... used during like downtime when he goes back to his his home. Oh, okay. okay, it's in between yeah. the violence. So yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Todd described yeah. it as a uh, you know you're rushing bum rushing a room with a shotgun or something no you do just not <laughs> oh, to okay this song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah not to this song though that's more yeah. like yeah disturbed or something but uh yeah no, i like it sweet cool all right well let's go ahead and move on um our next player is going to be taj taj what do you got so i i <laughs> I picked something that was near and dear to my heart because truly this little song I've heard like a gazillion times, like uh, probably long enough to fill all Beethoven symphonies, even though the song itself um, is 
it does have a loop part. You don't really hear it in the part that big, but it's uh, 42 seconds. And it's uh, the victory fanfare uh, for Final Fantasy. Uh, so when it came out in the U.S. on the Super Nintendo, is Final Fantasy 2. It was actually Final Fantasy 4 uh, because they didn't release the first two in the U.S. So they renumbered it. They eventually went back and changed it. Uh, they, it is the same artist. So it's uh, Nabo uh, um, Umatsu. I'm messing that up. Umatsu? Umatsu. Yeah, there we go. Uh, but uh, it, it's yeah, this song is like <laughs> uh, it, there's actually been times where I've actually, you know, sung this old ditty after like <laughs> finishing something. I know I can remember that there was one time that like I actually started singing <laughs> this and somebody else actually knew it. And they're like, oh, yeah. But then they had played Final Fantasy seven. So it changes like the first part is the same. So but then <laughs> the melody changes in Final Fantasy seven. So that's why I kind of picked this because uh, for four and five is the exact same victory fanfare. So the thing is like this pops on like after you complete every battle when it's telling you your XP, gold, and any items you got, this is the little part that, that pops on so you can read all that text before you go back into the dungeon screen. And then the next time you get in a fight, you know, you have the little fight music and you have the dungeon music, but then this is the victory fanfare. <laughs> and so, like, you knew, like, especially when you were fighting really tough bosses and you're like, you know, I have one person left. They're down to 50 health. <laughs> I either have to kill them in the shot or I'm dead. And you knew the minute, like, the, the boss could still be on the screen, but then you heard this melody come on, and you're like, yes! I did it! I almost had a full party wipe, but I did it. I beat the game. And and that's where this song comes in. And I know it's short, but it's, yeah, you say video game song, this is the first thing that comes into my head, because, yeah. That's what the song is. So, plus, if if you want me to be like the guy in uh, Goldeneye, be like, I'm invincible. Just play this, and then you know, shoot me with liquid nitrogen. <laughs> so, that sounds like a plan. <laughs> okay. We're all gonna do that to you, by the way. No. I'm not. Too much time and energy. Oh, true. So, I'll uh, I'll jump in. So. So the theme, I, you know, I, it was a theme that I came up with, and it was a bit unexpected when Taj came back with this one. It wasn't quite what I was uh, going for, but then at the same time, I wanted to hear him out. I was really curious why he picked it. Um, and, you know, even up until shortly recording, I thought, surely this can't be it. This is only 42 <laughs> seconds. So I started doubting whether or not this was the right song. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, again, not quite what I was expecting. It feels more like a theme than a song, but it is a song and it's near and dear to Taj's heart. And, um, and yeah, I mean, I, I enjoy it. Like, I don't know if it's like, I guess because I didn't grow up playing Final Fantasy games. I, uh, when I hear it, I just, it, it seems very generic to me. Um, you know, just because like, I mean, it just feels like another eight bit Nintendo song, <laughs> you know? Right. So, 
But again, like if this was something that you played, you know, over and over again, and uh, you know, you're you're sort of salivating for that <laughs> that sweet sweet beat because you know you've done something right. I can yeah. totally understand how you like your you. This came to your your mind right away. So so I I do enjoy it. I just didn't think it was like too unique, but um, I'm still cool that you picked it because it lets us into the mind of Taj a little bit more. <laughs> so. Right. Well, thank you. Yeah. Uh, I'm scared to go on the mind of Taj. This is where we're, we're headed, so I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, so, I can definitely see why you like it. Um, it does have that 8-bit chime ring in type situation where it's just like um yeah you're playing a video game and it's so obvious that you're playing a video game um also um for my point Tosh don't be mad at me but i do not like final fantasy i've tried playing several of them i cannot get into them they are not my cup of tea um so it's just to me final fantasy is all over the place and i'm not gonna shit on the song because i don't like the game so I will say this. You picked the shortest song I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> I see where your mind goes and why I'd say, I honestly thought you were going to pick something like My Little Pony video game and then go from there. But this actually made up for it. So we're good. Okay. <laughs> what about you, Dana? Do any JRPGs over there? Yeah, I was going to play Final Fantasy Wait, 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 Kaj, can you can you let the audience know what that, that means? If they <laughs> don't, Japanese role playing games. So, j- right. j- yeah, that's a JRPG. <laughs> I think that's I why played. You don't go on Tazi's break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I like that Taj added that element to this theme because there had to be one, and it was it had to be Taj. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Final Fantasy VII is the only one I played. Um. And it was the remastered version, so it's probably not even like it wasn't old school. Although they're all really cool, there's a lot of really good storylines, and I can see the nostalgia of, of a theme song in a game, uh, orchestra, orchestra, you know, like it's all instrumental uh, synthesizer or whatever, you know, whatever. I think it's a keyboard, but you know, same thing. That's an instrument, um, instrument of instruments. And it, uh, yeah, definitely made me feel like I was back in the early 2000s <laughs> for some reason. So that was fun to relive that for that short 42 seconds of my life. <laughs> I just had to listen to it over and over again until it drove me nuts. And then I just didn't want to play video games anymore. <laughs> but uh, it worked. So congratulations, Tosh. <laughs> that was good. Um, yeah, it was fun. It was a, I think it's a cool twist on like, you know, a song. It is a song in a game, and that would be the only place you'd hear it. So it would definitely fit the theme. Yeah. Uh, and, and the thing is, is like with those eight bits, like there was a loop part segment to it. So like this was the 42 yeah. segments, like the probably the first more. two seconds got yeah. cut off. Uh, right. And then the loop would come in again uh, with that, the rest of the part. Because if you, you can actually hum the rest yeah. of the tunes. And then it just loops back into itself. So it's like it was one of those things they could play nonstop if you just stayed on that screen. So, yeah, yeah. no, I've I've actually I think I found the longer looped version. Oh, OK, <laughs> you know, so there's like a lot of versions of it. And, the, and that composer, uh, he's like pretty good. 
I think he does a lot of shit. He did, didn't he do all like all the Final Fantasy stuff, or at it, least for that yeah, game? It looks like he did from one to seven at least. Uh, Nobuo or Masta Mastu? Yeah. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> I so yeah. fucking name. And and I will admit, like, I I find it harder to get into the newer Final Fantasies. I have played several of them, but the classic ones, like they, they had so little to work with. They did everything they could with it. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. nothing went to waste, you know? So but, if you want to yeah. get some shit done around the house, just play a bunch of fucking final fantasy music and you'll <laughs> feel like you're achieving like some kind of goal. Like you just reached the next level for doing your laundry. Right. So, yeah. so. Motivational music for sure. All right, sweet. Well, let's go ahead and uh, move on here. And our next host is going to be Damon. So I picked my song based on a game that just has like tons of music in it. And the really cool thing about it is that the player or the character has his own like Walkman. So like a lot of the stuff I had heard out of this out of this uh, this game, but um, I picked Ultravox's Dancing with Tears in My Eyes. And I thought I had heard all this 80s music. Uh, the game is uh, its based, I guess it's like wartime in the 80s, but it's like Cold War style uh, it's Metal Gear Solid, The Phantom Pain. And I thought it was like the most fun game because there's so much weird shit going on. But the coolest thing is, yeah, you have your own soundtrack. You can add stuff to it and gain music. And like, he's got like a Walkman. So you see the Walkman and then there's like, there's tons of popular music. And I guess this is like a popular song. I had to ask my wife, who's Ultrafox? <laughs> and I, I felt like dumb because I knew one of their songs that was a hit on the radio a lot. And then since I got Sirius XM after this and I hear it all the time on First Wave and all that shit. But um, yeah, no, this is this was a fun one to feel like I was like some kind of spy in the 80s going through all these different missions and wearing my cool headband. Definitely awesome vibe. Um. Yeah, '80s is sometimes good, <laughs> and I think it was good for this. So, but uh, yeah. So the a little bit of detail or info on the this is from the album Lament, and this is 1984 when that when that came out. Um. So. Uh. Yeah. Synth pop, I guess. I don't know if that's really accurate, but <laughs> as a title, the, the style they give it is synth pop. And it kind of feels a little bit like that. So, but uh, yeah, what do y'all think of the song? You probably have heard it, but yeah. So I'll start off and say this song I heard before. Um, this is probably next to my one of most normalized songs. Um, that I've heard in, in, a, in a good minute. Um, yeah. What game did you pull that from again? Okay. So, yeah, this is um, Metal Gear Solid and the Phantom Pain. So, the in the game, 
No, I'm playing. No, I'm, playing. <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I was going to say, if you play, uh, if you, you have, have posters superheroes. of Shadow, don't, don't yeah, I know. Me. I know. Don't, don't I know. tell me. I mean, I know that somebody <laughs> in this group knows who <laughs> the leader is in that game. Um, no, I know. Taking on I know. his persona. But, uh, <laughs> I'm just playing because it was one of my favorites back in the day, but I never. I never put two and two together. And then I did put two and two together because I went, like, pulled it back up and tried to play it a little bit, just see how yeah. it would go. And it was, it was lighter. Like, yeah, I'm kind of I'm good with what I got right now. But, well, I'm not going to okay. crap on the song. Like I said, it was a good song. Um, they had a good beat, good flow. And uh, for, for the most part, what I will say is I did remember having fun playing that game um, yeah. extensively. So I can go back to memory lane with you with that and the sound in the background. Um, I'm not going to call out any characters or anything like that because I don't need anybody trying to bash me in the comments. So we're just going to leave it at that. It was a pretty good right. game. Weird as fuck, but it was a good game. I, yeah, I, think, I think there's like a dude called Snake in the game. There's a dude called Snake in all of them. <laughs> well, hold on. I, mean, <laughs> I know. Get it right. And I'm There's referencing like, something for... Until you adaptations of Snake. So, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> be very specific on which one you're talking about here. Now, he's got a patch on his eye because he had been wounded from the previous game. <laughs> There's a but, snake working at your local McDonald's. Like... <laughs> There's a whole break. I hope so. There's Next time I go to McDonald's, snake. I want Snake to serve me a fucking hamburger or something. Jungle Snake. There's balls. There's big balls. There's balls of big balls. There's yeah, octagon. It's all all types of stuff. You can go down that rabbit hole. Let's not do that. And he's got the hot chick, you know, that he like fights alongside him and shit. Like yeah, it's he's got a saber and yeah, pretty fun. But uh, oh, the '80s. Can I get a time machine? Nostalgia Lane, man. Woo! Video game stuff. So you're that player. I I just figured it out because, like, I was trying. (laughs) Like, I to be honest, I had never heard the song before. It it was a good song. I know we're we're here to talk about the music, but like. I was wondering, because I know you could play music, but I'm one of those people that I like to use yeah. audio clues to hear stuff like coming a mile away. So it's like, who the heck plays a stealth game listen to music? <laughs> Answer is Damon. <laughs> it's like, yeah. okay. <laughs> like, I'm going to set this fucking soundtrack up so I can fuck all this shit up here and blow somebody's fucking head off to Ultravox. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that do it. That's, that's about right. Stab you in the fucking neck from behind in the dark to Ultra Fox. Every time you get spotted. Right. Oh, this well, it's, so this take, is the remastered one. So, yeah. yeah. So, the takeaway with Taj is song's fine, but what's wrong with you, Dan? Yeah. What, you fucking play video games or you're listening to music? <laughs> um, I'm not going to criticize your gameplay. Uh, I'm not here to do that. Uh, I mean, you guys all know what you do, but that's cool. Uh, what? I'm used no, to it by now. I don't. I like to listen to music sometimes in the game. So, you know. But I do oh, also yeah. like to hear things coming at me. So, yeah, right? um, anyway. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I don't. I'm not too familiar with the band, um, and I didn't really listen to anything else other than that song. So maybe I, I know other songs by them. I'm just not. I'm not familiar, um, and I don't know if I've heard that song or not. Yeah. I've not played 
Phantom Pain. I think I stopped playing Metal Gear after, was it Snake Eater? Was that the third one? Yep. Yeah, I think uh, that was a lot I last so. time I played. It was either that or Sons of Liberty. Oh, I, I thought that was the second yeah, one. I, I hate it, though. Yeah. I don't know. Metal Gear Solid 1 and 2, I, I really like. I remember that. But uh, anyway, um, but we're not a video game podcast. So uh, the song itself, yeah, the song was cool. It definitely definitely is an 80s song. And, um, but I enjoyed it. I mean, like, I, I can see that. I can see that being a song that you might put on on repeat or on your Walkman and make that one of your selections. Kind of like when yeah. you're playing like Grand Theft Auto or Saints Row, like oh, you're kind yeah. of moving through the radio till you find that song that you want to hear. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I told totally you another it. one. Grand Theft Auto Five, I think, is the one that we were all playing and. Man, they they have so much fucking music on Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, they do. You could just like you said, you get you got the radio in the car, and it's like, yeah, you could just find any weird fucking shit, and it's like real music. Someone for the record, made I that. love Saints Row too. That, that that soundtrack was off the off the chain. That was, that was a good one. But, uh, okay, yeah. okay. <clears throat> but yeah, no, I I thought it was a good choice, and uh, I always wanted to go back and play more Metal Gears, but I just don't think it's gonna happen. Well, if you do play Phantom Pain, then you might you might actually get hooked on it because I mean, there's so much you can do and open yeah. world with just like an array of music and and you know a lot of it's 80s because it's a time period. But you allow them to kill people and you know just kind of do what you do. Yeah. No, see, see, most of that game is not killing people. <laughs> it's attaching them to weather yeah. balloons to kidnap them to make them yeah. work for you. <laughs> yeah, you can actually <laughs> knock somebody out and then fucking balloon their ass out of there. <laughs> and they become your, like, fucking minion or whatever. So so it's yeah. not just, it's not how how you, like, it's not about killing them. It's how to embarrass them before they die. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you pants them and then you fucking balloon air into your jet or your <laughs> ship or whatever. And then everybody like picks on them for a while, publicly shames them, and then then they have to work for you yeah. for I mean, free. Let's just, just understand what this is. It's a pimp game. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah, you're pimping out like fucking uh, terrorists. Yeah, yeah, it is a pimp game. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, um, let's go ahead and get to our, our final host here. And Diedrich, what is your choice track? So my choice track is kind of an odd one in comparison to everybody else. So I was an adult when this came out. Um, this was around the time where I was just into nothing but sports games. Um, this is before EA Sports came in and monopolize the whole scene of things but that we're that's a later situation we're not going to talk about that uh what we're going to talk about is a game that had a uh a intro and a menu song that the rhythm and beat would literally get stuck in your brain and i never heard the song per se before until i actually played this game and it got to the point where i associated the game with the song automatically and it actually sparked a situation where um, later on this game would start using customized soundtracks and and would bolster their soundtracks to the point where now they have executive producers coming in, studied A-list producers and rappers and singers and whatnot coming in and actually um, like 
hosting the whole soundtrack of the songs that they would put on here. So it really did start that wave for video games. Um, um, my particular experience with it, this is one of the best basketball games that had ever come out at the time. And I still hold it in high praise just because how much I actually played it. Um, I'm talking about NBA 2K1. Not 2K21, not 2K15, not 2K7 like everybody else is. I'm talking about NBA 2K1. We had Allen Iverson on the cover, and it was this one rhythmic beat that just kept playing in the background. And come to find out, that came from a rapper by the name of Reggie Noble, who everybody else in the world knows as Redman. Um, and he's, this song was The Goodness. The still step out, dress to kill, spark the L. What the deal? Clock the squill, the MC overkill. Certified off the album, uh, Doctor Name 2000, which is funny because the album came out in 1998. Um, but it was called 2000 because of Y2K and everything that was coming up on the fringe. So he was reinventing himself at the time. Um, and this song had a code or a, a subtitle, which was which was thanking ass. <laughs> and so that's what made me love the song is basically going back and listening to the song itself. He actually killed it. He killed the rap on it. You know, he made everybody do all kind of crazy stuff in that particular track. Um, but the rhythm of the beat itself and the, and the motion of how it moves, that's what I really fell in love with. And that was the first time that I just remembered um, a particular live song coming into the video game world for which I actually caught it in reverse. I caught the video game first and then it made me go back and listen to the live song. I paid that much more attention. So what do y'all think about um, Redman, Thanking Ass, a.k.a. Uh, the Goodness, and coming off of that NBA 2K1 soundtrack? Yeah, I, I was really curious what the game was because I don't think you put that in the text feed. Um, no, I played yeah. that on my Sega Dreamcast. That was nice. That was my one of my favorite games. It was that. It was Power Stone, and it was let's get ready to rumble boxing or ready to uh, rumble. So Power yeah. Stone that brings back memories, huh, Taj? Memories. <laughs> yes. I also memories. really loved uh, the two K tennis game on there on the Dreamcast. Yes, awesome. Yes. They haven't made a better one since. And, man, and NFL two K. It was like man, it was the best of the world. And it yeah. Down. It's like oh. Yeah, I uh I mean I, I definitely know the artist. Um don't know if I heard the song before. I don't believe I played that that uh version of NBA. I have played other two K, but I think you know, I was late to the party when it came to that. Um I never like a lot of bas like I never really got into a lot of basketball sports games like I did like hockey. Uh mm-hmm. hockey and baseball I think I was enjoyed more. I think but I do enjoy a good basketball game. For sure. Um, I do feel like I missed out. I, I kind of want to go back and replay that because definitely, like I said, the 2K, 2K tennis I loved. So I probably would dig that Nintendo, that NBA. Wait, I did play. No, that was on PS3, PS2. No, it was an EA. It was an EA NBA. I think I played. I played like a whole season uh, on there. Live. Yeah. They- probably something like that. But anyway, um, again, I here we are talking about the video games. When I should be talking about the song. And, uh, yeah, no, I, I thought the song was good. Uh, you know, I definitely think that definitely knowing what, what the uh, game is now, that's like a perfect song 
for an introduction and for a menu song, mm-hmm. you know, and like you might find yourself taking a little extra time in the menu because mm-hmm. the song is just killer and really puts you in the mood to, to play a game. So I think it was a good choice. Great choice. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, I'd never heard it before, but yeah, the excellent choice. Like, and it has like that vibe. It has a menu vibe, and and Mm -hmm. you totally get that. But yeah, I was surprised because then I was listening through the lyrics, and I was like, "What game was this?" Like, they didn't have the lyrics in the game, did they? No, and that was the thing, though. At one point, they played the edited version, but in the menu at the start of the game, it's just the instrumental. Okay. All you heard is that, and it gets stuck in your fucking brain. You can't get it out. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because then you hear the lyrics, you're like, "What the? What do you say?" Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, you kind of went out there. Yeah. Right. So. But yeah, no, I, I liked it a lot for sure. So. There's a lot. There's a lot of lyrics going on. Um, yeah. Is it Redman and like uh, Buster Rhymes? Is he in there? Uh, Buster Rhymes was a part of it as well. Yeah, no, it's got, it's got, it's definitely like that's this is like the NBA game type of music that I would expect, especially around. You said two K, so it's like two thousand. Was that the first one that came out? Did Jerry say that for NBA games? Say what now? For NBA games, is this like uh, the first this, major one? N- no, it was NBA two K, and then it was two K one. Um, both of them were out on Dreamcast, and then 2K2 is when they, I believe, they moved it over to PlayStation. Uh, okay, yeah, because I never played the the Sega games, the, the Dreamcast games. I think I might have like rented a Dreamcast once, because you, you know, back in the day when you could rent it from like your local video store when they existed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, that was just like fun times. I wish I, I wish I had a time machine again because you know what an easy time that was. Uh, <laughs> you buy a pizza and rent a fucking video game machine and just play the shit out of those games all night long till like two in the morning, three, four in the morning. Something's coming up and you're going to sleep. Um, that's all I had to worry about at the time. So that was nice. And, and uh, yeah, I never played this game. I didn't play any of the NBA games that early. I only got into those like a little bit recently. So the last five years or something like that, which not huge on the sports games, but uh, they are fun. Some of them are some I, I am big on, but you know, then the rest uh, there's, there's just so many, but yeah, this is, this is good. And I think they do the same thing where, yeah, the game, like you said, this game, this game has a, like a list of music. That you can choose from, right? Yeah, it was a couple a of song. songs that were in there, but it was it wasn't until 2005 when they actually came out with a whole soundtrack of stuff. Um, oh, okay, like original original rap songs or or R and B or or pop or rock songs where they actually took from artists. And artists got, got paid for distributing their songs to them. This was like yeah. one of the first ones where they actually put like put a well known artist on a particular track. Yeah, and I can definitely see why this this is like. Probably rated teen, you know, seventeen, right? Like it's got to be with the. It, you said that they they uh, they didn't play the full version, but like no, there's it's a lot like of, the edited version and the instrumental. That's all it was. A lot going on here. <laughs> a lot like, of blank spots. Yeah, it's a tame. One of the tamest, uh, but craziest uh, lines in this 
lyrics in the song is bite your ear off for a souvenir. <laughs> yeah, okay. Is it basketball or Iraq? <laughs> I don't even know what's going on. Hey, prison rules. It's prison rules, yeah. No blood, no foul. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. Bring back Power Stone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Power Stone 2 is kind of cool, but yes, the original Power Stone was the best. Man, I wish they would bring that back. <laughs> right. I would put all this other stuff to shame. But that's another story. So, all right. So, uh, if there's nothing else, let's go ahead and uh, flip that record and go to side B. Uh, Brandon, you had some homework for us, didn't you? I did, yes. Um, I don't know if this really connects to side A, other than there's a lot of songs on this album that have been used in movies. So, you know, maybe licensing songs for movies and video games. I don't know. But anyway, um, yeah. So, you know, when we started doing this podcast, I knew that at some point I wanted to do this album. And I can't believe it took me this long. Um, the artist is David Bowie. The album is The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars. Came out in 1972. Um, David Bowie is one of my favorite artists of all time. One of my favorite musicians. Um, I think for all of us, you know, we're all the same age. We might have all come to David Bowie at different points in our lives, but I kind of feel like we probably were all introduced to David Bowie in the 80s um, with movies like Labyrinth. Uh, Labyrinth, I think, was a big one. Um, and then just, you know, a lot of the music of the 80s, like Let's Dance and stuff like that. Um, but anyway, um, you know, I, I definitely knew that stuff, the 80s stuff. I knew some of the 90s stuff. And I don't think I really appreciated David Bowie until I probably got in my late 20s. And I went back and I started listening to the older albums. And um, that's where I feel like I really discovered the music of David Bowie and uh, just, I don't know, just put him on a whole nother uh, pantheon. Um, I, I just think David Bowie was incredible. Um, this is definitely my favorite album. It was his fifth studio album. Uh, like I said, it was released in 1972. Um, the backup musicians, the spiders from Mars, it was Mark Ronson, Trevor Boldier and Mick Woods, Woodsmancy, Woodmancy. I'm probably really butchering that. But basically, the, the album itself is sort of a concept album, a very loose concept album. Uh, it is about his alter ego, Ziggy Stardust. Uh, he is a androgynous bisexual alien rock star who was sent to Earth right before an apocalypse uh, as a savior. And then has pretty much his fall from grace uh, and his ego gets in the way. And when the songs were recorded, like he recorded a lot of songs. Some of the songs were on Honky Dory and then other songs were on Ziggy Stardust. Um, but it was after they recorded it where they started kind of coming up with the story. So it wasn't originally like a concept album. But then they started rewriting the songs just a little bit to turn it into a concept album. Um, you know, it's been described as a rock opera. Um, I just think it's a killer album. 
And I think there's not a bad song on here. You know, I do think it's a loose concept album, like I said before. Like, I, I do see that there is a, there is a story. Um, but these songs don't need each other to enjoy them on their own. I think it doesn't, it, it, one song doesn't, I think, enhance the other. I think all the songs are, are amazing. And, um, yeah, I just, David Bowie, again, I, I think David Bowie was incredible. Um, you know, I, I, a lot of musicians, you know, like there's, there's a lot of celebrities who, who, that I admired who have passed. And David Bowie is still one that, you know, I still remember what I felt when I heard that David Bowie had, had died. And, uh, you know, he just left such an impact on, on my, on my, you know, my life and, and definitely me as an artist, like just had a, had a, a tremendous influence on me and, and inspires me every time I listen to his music. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Um, just listen to the album, listen to David Bowie, um, that stuff. I mean, it, this is also a guy who reinvented himself over and over and over again. Um, and I, every time he reinvented himself, you know, he, he brought something to the table. I just incredible. I am rambling like I always do. Uh, so let me go ahead and slow down here. And it is very hard for me to pick a favorite song from here. Cause every time a song hits, I'm like, that's my favorite. That's my favorite. But the one I'm going to go with is the one that ends the album. And that's rock and roll suicide. It breaks the snarling as you stumble across the road. But the day breaks instead. Rock and Roll Suicide is my favorite. I think partly it might be because there was a concert documentary that was made, uh, came out in the late 70s. It's, it's Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars. And the performance of that song. Uh, while he was on tour, just in that documentary, just, I don't know, it, it was, it was, uh, it, it was just incredible. And I, I never forget that. Like that theme plays rent free in my, my brain and these songs play rent free in my brain. And, um, yeah, man, uh, it's, it's such a great album and I'm going to go ahead and, uh, see what you guys thought. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I can't get enough of David Bowie. Yeah, I, I think that if I was going to make a movie or something like that, I would definitely want like David Bowie's music in it, and that wouldn't wouldn't happen. <laughs> I mean, you got to be like, you got to be known and rich and have connections to get that kind of stuff happening. But I, the one thing I like about David Bowie is that he did collaborations with other artists, um, and artists that I like a lot, newer artists, and he was a supporter of that. He was in a lot of stuff like the support, uh, like benefits and things like that too. Um, over, overall, just a good all around, a good person from what I know of David Bowie. And yeah, didn't he, he knew he was dying, right? So he made like a final album yeah, he knew, but he didn't tell the public. His his yeah. like close friends knew. So when he mm -hmm. passed, it was it was a shock. Yeah, 
And then you find out that he's got like this, you know, this whole planned album. Uh, well, that was a final the, hurrah. Right? Yeah, the album came. If I remember right, the album came out right before he passed away. Yeah, yeah. So that was kind of. I think with a lot of artists that might know something like that's happening if they're sick or something like they, uh, or, or not, but like after they've passed, there's always like surprises, you know, or like something that people they worked with compiled and then they, they release it later. And it's always kind of a nice treat. Um, I don't think we're, I mean, you're never going to hear the end of David Bowie. David Bowie's an icon beyond the stardust. <laughs> I mean, he's, yeah, just an amazing artist. Uh, this is a really unique album, I think, because it's kind of like, you said it was his fifth album? His fifth studio album. Studio album. album. Um, so, like, 75? Was it 75 or 6? This came out in 72. Oh, 72. Okay, this is earlier. Okay. Well, I picked Suffragette City. As my song, my my pick, and I know that was a single as well, and then it was on this album too. But yeah, that's a that's that I think I've heard in movies for sure. I know I have, but that's yeah, that's an example of like how well his music fits in like a lot of stuff. But yeah, the androgyny of like his his style and everything is so weird but cool looking. I mean, I guess not everybody can pull this shit off, but. Like him and maybe Mick Jagger at the time were kind of like they had this weird style that was introduced into like music and I guess Hollywood, uh, and people loved it. <laughs> so I know he created a lot of lot of stuff like that. But yeah, I'm definitely a fan. Really was excited when you announced that this was our album that we had to listen to. Like I had to listen to it. <laughs> this is the kind of stuff I'd listen to on my own anyway. But uh. Yeah, there's. I think I at one point I I started listening to like his hits. There's an album I found in Pandora. It was like over 40, 50 songs, easy. <laughs> it wasn't even touching all of them, you know. But it was like, yeah, most greatest hits albums are like twenty five songs or something. This is like I don't know. It could have gone past a hundred for sure. But yeah, I'll let somebody else talk. But that was my pick. I really like that song. Um, I know there's a lot of stuff that you could say about every song. Probably had a lot of, lot of uh, information on it, but yeah. Thanks for letting us listen to listen to something really good. Um, I'm just gonna go ahead and chime in. You know, I'm a I'm a Bowie fan myself. Uh, it took me a minute to get to him. I actually didn't start paying attention until Scary Monsters. Um, but that that was like my my go to album from him. But at the same time. Uh, I did go back. I did backtrack. I did listen to Bowie and all of his catalog as much as I possibly could, like engulfed into my brain. Um, first and foremost, he's an artist. There's no getting around that. There's no, there's no playing with it. There's no toying with it. There's no, you're not going to have, you know, 3,557 writers on behalf of him. His art was definitely his art. Um, his style. He was a fucking rock star before we knew exactly what rock stars were. You know, we, we knew of rock, but we didn't know of rock stars. 
and they didn't come around until you know late seventies, early eighties when um when you could actually see it, but he was actually out there beforehand. And everybody knew like no disrespect to the sixties rock, you know, the psychedelic rock or whatever. But what I'm saying is he actually came through with a style and a voice and a presence that separated him from everybody else. There's three artists in my mind that that literally can do that and you know change themselves over the years and literally like embodies music. Um, Keys one, Prince is my other, and then I have Madonna. Those are my top three. If I wanted to make nice a, picks, man. Yeah, nice if picks. I wanted to make a, a Mount Rushmore, I, I could come over with another yeah. in there. But that that'll be a fighting yeah. situation. Um, but as far as like style and presence, totally had it. I totally see it. I totally hear it on this particular album. Um, I hadn't heard this particular album in a long time. So I had to go back and, and really listen to it. And I'm glad that you phrased it the way that you did. And you were saying it, it's a loose play, so to speak, um, on a conceptual album, because that's exactly what it felt like. It felt like, you know, everything was cohesive within itself and, and it brought together a movie. And you can see the movie playing out in your mind. And that in itself is artistry. And nobody could ever take that away from anybody else, no matter if it's androgyny, no matter if it's glitter, no matter whatever you put on it. You try to play with art, you're playing with this, you're playing with fire. Because essentially, he made art, sonic art, and visual art. And and he's one of those people that we're not going to be able to replace. And so I, I definitely hate that he passed. Um, just to sum it all up, my favorite song on this particular album was It Ain't Easy. <laughs> I love the thoughts and how they come in and how they actually start off and play and and just is just playing with lyrics and and it just to me it just kind of it kind of it kind of hit me in a certain spot the other song you know I know there were a couple of singles on here but that that one was the one that kind of hit me going back and listening to it now versus like years ago when I first heard it so um, that's where I'm coming from Tosh I hope I didn't take your pay okay. No, you're good. You're good. Sorry. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah. Um, so I, I know David Bowie. Like I respect David Bowie. I've never really listened to an album. Like I've heard, you know, all the songs that everybody always hears, and so it's nice to to listen to this album. I, I did get from listening to it the loose conceptual story behind it, and and it, that was very apparent. Like the first time I listened through it. Um, it, and and I apologize. I, I I've been a bit busy, so I didn't get to do. This is one of those albums where I wanted to give it more listens for for sure. Um, and and I probably needed to give it more listens, uh, but I just never did. Um, but uh, that being said, I, I enjoyed the whole thing, and, and I know it's going to seem kind of <laughs> kind of um, I don't know. It, it, I feel like I should have a deeper cut, but. I'm going to go for Starman. There's a Starman waiting in the sky. He'd like to come and meet us, but he thinks... 
And I mean that. I mean that one's iconic. The, the the interesting thing on that is, and I was trying to formulate it correctly, but you know, thinking on it, like this is seventy two, so the Beatles are still going, right? Beatles don't break up till seventy six. I mean, like what I like about Starman is it's experimental. Like it's it's not the same song the whole way through, and it feels like it's a continuation of that. Let's play around with music and see what it can be, and and and, and that's why I like about that song that that just slowly keeps evolving and it and it doesn't want to stop. It just wants to keep evolving and it's just growing in front of you. So, um, but it, that's that's the the song I picked. But yeah, cool. does that make sense or is that? <laughs> oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, okay. you know, what, what was I thinking? Arcade Fire did a lot of collaboration with with David Bowie too, which I thought was pretty cool because I like both of those bands. So like the influence from David Bowie on on newer bands is it's pretty cool. I like to see how that that evolves and develops songwriters, and I mean put, puts a lot of work into his songs. So he did for right. sure. For sure. Okay. So. Sweet. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Dude. Thanks for listening. Uh, go check out more David Bowie if you can. Um, and before we go, uh, we are we need some homework for next time. And uh, Professor Dietrich, what are we listening to? Uh, I'm going to take you somewhere you don't want to be. And uh, I hope y'all can forgive me afterwards. But I think once you listen to it, and actually get an understanding of where it's coming from, then you you might thank me for it. Um, I'm going to take y'all to a place where an individual's name is Darkman X, a.k.a. DMX, and uh, the name of the album is It's Dark and Hell is Hot. So that's what we're going to be listening to, and hopefully y'all don't you know, get too scared of anything that's going on there. It's, you know, it's just songs, it's just music. But, you know, if you do get scared, I got a couple pillows and blankets I can get to you in. You know, maybe a nightlight, but yeah, that's where we're going. So, any relations like BMX? Like, is he like a hip hop BMXer or something? Um, no. Oh, okay, I, I don't know. I, I if he's heard about listening him, so. for some reason, he might kill you in your sleep for that one. But <laughs> oh, <dang. laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, I, no, I don't, I don't think he's gonna be pulling a fucking snake on your ass. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, when what, after you listen to the homework and come back, you'll fully understand where I'm coming from with this, and I'll explain a little more context behind where where the pick came into play. Okay, all right, all right. Well, thank you very much. Uh, I'll give it a try. That's what's up. <laughs> all right. Um, I guess we'll go and wrap things up. All right. So this has been Trace Tracks. You can find this on our website of tracetracks.com or email us at tracetracks at gmail.com. Both of those end with a Z. Um, we have matching playlists on both Spotify and Pandora. And we ask that you please subscribe and listen to all past and future episodes. Let's go and sign out. I'm Taj. I'm Brandon. <laughs> I'm Damon. And I'm Dietrich. We're going to keep it simple. Um, we're all video game nerds. We love video games, but at this particular point in time, we're going to ask you to pick up the needle. Um, we're going to keep, you know, you know, you know, we're not. We're going to pick up the needle. Y'all keep listening to those choice tracks. We're going to go play some fucking video games. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> That's what I'm gonna say. Dietrich, uh, we'll catch Dietrich. you on the next episode. Dietrich, don't do that. <laughs> All right, everybody, peace. <laughs>